What? I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? Because I got to talk lots this time. It's Uh-oh, baby boys here. episode. It's going to be bad. <laughs> Baby's first podcast. Sup? It's us, the heebie-jeebies. All right, podcast. you're doing good. Keep going. You're doing okay. Good. I'm Christopher. I'm Bree. I'm Kai. Mm. And like I said before, this is the heebie-jeebies podcast where we talk about spooky, scary stuff and also scary stuff. <laughs> Nailed it. I forget. You always have like a, an actual full-on intro that yeah. you like say, but I don't know what it says. I never read the script. Uh, uh, w- uh, this podcast, we just explore the mysterious. Uh-huh. The spooky. The spooky. And the macabre. Macabre. Um, the bizarre. The stupid. Yeah. And this one might be a mix of uh, all of that. It's definitely going to be all those things. <laughs> and and this time, uh, Chris is hosting. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we talking about, Chris? Today, we're going to be talking about creepypastas and online horror stuff. <laughs> creepypasta is kind of a weird like blanket term that just covers about just about anything on the internet that's spooky-ooky. Mm-hmm. It's like spooky stories and sh- shit like that. It's sort of like become its own corner of the internet yeah it has it has i and you know i that was one of the things when i was a, a wee lad was one this is one of those one of those core spooky things in my life mm-hmm. that i uh there's a fucking cat <laughs> that i actually so i read here i go <laughs> um oh, that reminds this me. is one of the spooky things i did what we oh yeah, do it. Do it. Do your thing. Oh, all right. Do our thing. Okay, me and Bree. One, three, two, one, go. Oh yeah. I also have a very important announcement to make. Okay. Uh, Colin, if ever you listen to this, thank you for sponsoring our podcast because this is the beer you gave me that I'm drinking. I don't know if you know That's what a sponsor sweet. is. <laughs> <laughs> You're sponsoring me on this podcast. Giving free beers. They, right? That's <laughs> how it works. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> we Appreciate you. Okay. All right. So, as you were saying, it's one of the core spooky things. It's one of the things in my life that I enjoyed as a boy. Good. I kind of fell off with it after a while. And the reason for that is a lot of creepypastas are absolute shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I did a lot of research. (laughs) You spent hours of your life in my dark room (laughs) reading just all kinds of creepypastas. I'm sure many of them terrible. I assure you, yes, that's true. Do you guys know anything about creepypastas? Um, I mean, I used to, as a, as a little shut-in wee lad, I used to also read them, um, but name, probably not as... Name drop a few for me. Um, what kinds favorite is Russian Sleep Experiment. I mean, okay. everybody knows that one. Okay, so <laughs> Russian Sleep Experiment, sure, that's one that, that is very popular. True. Oh, Bri, what uh, were you going to say? The only one that I've ever read... Ever, Squidward suicide. Yes, one. that is a that is a very popular one as well. Mm-hmm. I like a good one. Yes. What, what, what were some of your favorites? Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. you, oh, I'm gonna. I'll feed you. <laughs> I'll feed, me, feed you. Boo. Don't worry. <laughs> Let me try this beer. Thanks, Colin. That's pretty okay. It tastes <laughs> like like coffee. I'm gonna let. This is an audio podcast, so. Yeah. We're, this is a this is an ASMR podcast now. Let me get let me get something to crinkle up that does fucking <laughs> microphone. There's nothing around me. That's probably better. So basically, in creepypasta, there's there's some like general uh, genres. There's just straight up regular spooky stories. <laughs> this is gonna be things that are like ghosts, demons, oh. demons, 
cryptids, uh, murders, just straight up oh, murderers, right, oh, right. and like otherworldly beings. Super I'm natural, paranormal. Supernatural. If all of that falls under just regular straight up oh, spooky, you think what I'm the not? You think I'm done? Oh yeah, <laughs> podcast over. Perfect. Bye. There's also um, ones that focus on like found objects or artifacts. Yeah. Things Ooh. like you know finding a fucking. A laptop, something <laughs> like a fucking camera with dead pictures. <laughs> with dead I'm right. I'm writing my pictures. own Kiri Pasta now. <laughs> it's it's about the quality of some of the ones I've read. Um, and then there's there's a whole subsection that are about video games. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, huge portion of Kiri Pasta's about video games. That's yeah. interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, I like um a lot of the found stuff. Like I like um. Sort of the found journal sort of stuff. Yeah, I mm-hmm. those are those are interesting. I didn't actually uh, read a lot of those when I was doing this, but mm-hmm. those can be very good. Also, there's the lost episode one, which is where Squidward suicide would oh, fall yeah. under. Yeah, it's a whole genre dedicated to these lost episodes of TV shows that yeah people drag up. Are we gonna get into that? Oh, you know we are. Oh yeah. I'm just going over the generals here. Okay. Uh, and then there's just miscellaneous ones that are presented in some other way other than like stories and uh these ones are all most of the ones i just went over are all like written stories they're all Mm -hmm. short stories and then usually the miscellaneous ones are they're still creepy pastas in some way kind Mm -hmm. of but they're presented in a different kind of way so i wanted to talk about some of the the ones in the general the general uh, <laughs> genre that I the referred to general earlier. General spookies. Um, so, uh, sir, general spooky. So the general one, uh, the Russian sleep experiment one, is mm-hmm. uh, one that falls into that category. That's yeah. a really popular one. People really like it. Why do you like that one? I think I liked it a little bit more when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I think um, I did too. Yeah, because going back and reading it as more of like an adult is just kind of like uh, an eye roll at the end. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna get into. Is yeah. that like at a certain point, it guess is too much. It's just yeah. like okay, God, I get it. <laughs> I think a lot of that happens. That happens with me for horror movies. Which creepypastas kind of take on the like they always feel like they need like a twist or something like yeah, the people they feel do. the need to do that. And that's um, huge in creepypastas. It's always like, oh, there's a fucking twist. <laughs> yeah, like um, I like the journey up to it a lot of the time, and then when the twist comes, it's yeah, always... that one's got a lot of really good like uh, physical horror yeah. to it, where like it it the descriptions of things that are that are happening are really like visceral and gross and mm-hmm. um for brianna who has not read this uh, the russian sleep experiment is a creepypasta that uh is based around these russian researchers uh, in the 40s who kept five people awake for 15 days Ooh. as an exp- experiment and it just goes i don't know if we do we want to get into spoilers i don't know if we want to spoil these oh things. yeah i mean we can say it now that there probably will be spoilers for people that don't often read creepypastas. Yeah, if you're not going to read it, because I, I feel like most people probably won't even read these anyway. I would say, yeah, expect spoilers for these things. And if you don't want spoilers, pause the podcast, go read whatever the story is before we continue talking about it. Because right. like, I'm okay with stuff being spoiled, but mm-hmm. apparently Russian sleep experience is actually pretty dang cool so yeah, it's a good one it's very popular so it's, if you haven't read it's a good it, yeah. i i uh so i had i had these like little things that said good <laughs> meh and bad and <laughs> and russian sleep experiments in the meh category for me mm-hmm. um i feel like i did like like you said i used to really like it like yeah. it was one of the ones that i really liked 
when I was younger. But basically, so they, they sleep deprive these guys. And after a few days, they start like screaming and uh, like use their shit to like black out the, the, the observers, the holes where the observers are looking at them. And then they like, like rip each other apart kind of to keep it in an attempt to keep themselves awake. Like, okay. the whole, like they're trying to keep awake. They're like afraid to go to sleep because they're going to die if they go to sleep. Basically, oh, is their thoughts. That's that's the basis of it, and it is a good like it's well written to a mm. point, but um I'll just skip down to the bottom for you, and and you can kind of see uh where it is that it's sort of <laughs> it it starts out. To... <laughs> so at at the end here, it's like this sergeant has got his gun on, on like one of them. He pointed his gun at the rain- remaining subject, still restrained to a bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things, not with you. He screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you, he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily, the subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. (laughs) The researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out. So nearly free. (laughs) That's the end of it. I like that last line. Yeah. But yeah. And I get it. It's it's good. It's It's a good. It's just kind of like. uh, Yeah. Like when you bring the supernatural into it, then I'm just like. Yeah, like no, I think that that's not it's not supernatural at all. I think it's like the opposite. I think that that's maybe like the the ramblings of a sleep deprived yeah. maniac, yeah. Mm-hmm. like clinging to the last connection to other humanity that does cells. get sleep. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, that I mean that's that's a really good one for people who don't really read creepypastas very much. Do you get a good I'd, idea of what they're like? Yeah. I'd like to read the whole thing. It's pretty short. It's a yeah. short read, mm-hmm. so. You can do that. I think it's maybe like 10 minutes to read that one. Okay. So another one that people really like is fucking Jeff the Killer, <laughs> which is like, it's like a middle school creepy, yeah. like scary story. Okay. Which if you if you did like that, I hope you discovered it in middle school. I think the popularity of Jeff the Killer is based almost entirely off of that image. You know which image I'm referring yeah, yeah, to? Yeah. Brianna, do you know which image I'm referring I to? I will try to, I'll pull it up real quick. Jeff the Killer is a great name. Like my dad. It sounds really dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, Just Jeff. It sounds like fairly in- indicative of the kind of story it's going to be. So that, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, yeah, see, you've seen that before. Yeah, for sure. That's like the... Basically, the whole creepypasta is just like, oh, but this image is scary. I mean, yeah. the image is kind of is pretty Yeah, creepy. it's unsettling for sure. Yeah. But also, I guess in like defense of that, it was one of the earlier ones when creepypastas were sort of incorporating like, oh, this is based on real sort of shit. Yeah, you know, I I read that one like way later though. I think I probably got spoiled <laughs> before I read that one. But anyway, yeah, so Jeff the Killer, I think was mostly based on that image. It's and Jeff the Killer is about this fucking kid. <laughs> I don't really want <laughs> I don't really want to get into it, but um like he he's like a bullied kid and then like he gets bleach in his face or something. It's actually been a really long time <laughs> since I read it. <laughs> I've read it. His, and his like eyelids got burnt off somehow and he murders his family. <laughs> Whatever, who cares? Jeff yeah. the Killer sucks. Doesn't um, he like stalk people through the internet? I actually don't know. I think it's through like emails or something. I I it's think, been a long time. I think they wrote 
more. Oh, there was I like see. an original story that was fairly short, and I think they mm-hmm. added more to it as it, okay. people found it more popular. Um, another one of these that I think really hinges on the uh, on the image is is Smile Dog. Have you ever read <laughs> Smile Dog? Yeah. Smile Dog is maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. That one, yes. Okay. That one is um, Smile Dog is like it's this image of a dog type creature it says with with teeth and i'll show you the image there it is that's smile dog (laughs) okay um yeah but like uh, basically this image like if you if you get the actual image the original image file you're fucked they'll (laughs) they'll haunt your dreams until you pass it on um haunt your dreams is yeah the curse okay yeah 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 (laughs) but that one's pretty dumb too (laughs) but that's like a really popular one like smile dog is really popular the whole like haunt your dreams thing is not a particularly like no. compelling spooky to me. But yeah. I don't know. I think like because creepypastas were so popular during like when we were in middle school and stuff, the mm-hmm. whole viral aspect of it. Yeah, that's um, yeah, you're right. That's mm-hmm. this little little scary. There's another one that's really popular. Oh, uh well Slenderman is uh, right. No, he's not really like He is a, sort of a creepypasta there now. There are stories now yeah. and they're all very bad i will tell you right now oh, yeah. <laughs> there are <laughs> i've i've heard i did of, not uh, stumble upon a single one that was worth <laughs> reading have you read the slender man erotica i I, w- <laughs> I wish that sounds way better i've not read a single thing slender man ish i don't i've literally the only knowledge of slender man i have is like peripheral knowledge and like watching oni plays play that <laughs> play slender, man slender. Game. the arrival yeah, yeah. No, i mean yeah. It was actually, I mean, before people started, like, actually, like, writing a bunch of, like, flooding the internet with a bunch of that stuff. The like, videos were creepy. Like, yeah. the old uh, Marble Hornets or whatever videos. Also, then That's... there was that little girl who, like, killed or tried to, like, kill her best friend. Or those two girls who tried to kill her friend. Yeah, they, they stabbed like, took her. her oh, out that was into a real the forest. Thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, took her out in the forest and tried to kill her. And so that's why I think Slenderman got a lot of attention from that. Yeah, there's a documentary on it. That's that's good. <laughs> See, I thought that was like one of the stories that that no, had happened. No, that's that was real. That that actually happened. Oh dear. There's a lot of that's one of the cool ones. Like a lot of it seems stupid, but that's Slenderman is one of the cool ones where like it is its own sort of new urban legend sort of stuff. Like you don't know. Like people try to pass it off like a lot of stuff as real. Like that's what it originally came from it spawned from images on the internet that mm-hmm. were supposed to be like oh these are you know this is like an original sort of boogeyman that has surfaced on the internet um when it was originally i guess i think it was like a photoshop contest okay um that some guy decided to do a horror theme and then created Slenderman, and then it went viral and people started writing creepypastas about it and then it went from there yeah yeah yes 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 so you guys want to hear a good creepypasta or a bad one Oh shit! Yeah, I know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was ready to go because <laughs> I have full, I have two prepared. Okay, that I one is a good one, one's a bad one. Do we get to hear both? We just choose first. <clears throat> sure, I I can read them both. Let's okay. start with bad. So okay. We can... okay. I don't want to go. I don't want to go in. Actually, I won't tell you which one's good. Or bad. Oh, okay. Because I, I want you to go. I want you guys to to maybe judge. Okay. Judge which one is which. All Interesting. Right. All right. So this one's called The Expressionless, and it's by uh, T.J. Lee. When was this written? Sorry. I have no idea. Uh, okay. or, duh, 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 I, I'm pretty sure it was like 2010, somewhere around okay. that area. Uh, okay. In June 1972, a woman appeared in Cedar sinai Ho- Hospital in nothing but a white, blood-covered gown. Now, this in itself should not be too surprising, as people often have accidents nearby, 
and come to the nearest hospital for medical attention. But there were two things that caused people who saw her to vomit and flee in terror. The first being that she wasn't exactly human. She resembled something close to a mannequin, but had the dexterity and fluidity of a normal human being. Her face was as flawless as a mannequin's, devoid of eyebrows and smeared in makeup. Disgusting. Vile. <laughs> there was a kitten clamped in her jaws so unnaturally what? tight that no teeth could be seen, and the blood was still squirting out all over her gl- gown and onto the floor. She then pulled it out of her mouth, tossed it aside, and collapsed. From the moment she stepped through the entrance to when she was taken to a hospital room and cleaned up before being prepped for sedation, she was completely calm, expressionless, and motionless. The doctors thought it would be best to restrain her until the authorities could arrive, and she did not protest. They were unable to get any kind of response from her, and most staff members felt too uncomfortable to look directly at her for more than a few seconds. But the second the staff tried to sedate her, she fought back with extreme force. Two members of staff had to hold her down as her body rose up in the bed with that same blank expression. She turned her emotionless eyes towards the male doctor and did something unusual. She smiled. And as she did, the female doctor screamed and let go out of shock. In the woman's mouth were not human teeth, but long, sharp spikes. (gasps) Too long for her mouth to close fully without causing any damage. The male doctor stared at her for a moment before asking, What in the hell are you? She cracked her neck down to her shoulder to observe him, still smiling. There was a long pause. The security had been alerted and could be heard coming along, coming down the hallway. As he heard them approach, she darted forward, sinking her teeth into the front of his throat, ripping out his jugular and letting him fall to the floor, gasping for air as he choked on his own blood. She stood up and leaned over him, her face coming dangerously close to his as the light faded from his eyes. She leaned close and whispered in his ear, I am God. (laughs) The doctor's eyes filled with fear as he watched her calmly walk away to greet the security men. His last ever sight would be her, would be watching her feast on them one by one. The female doctor who survived the incident named her the expressionless. There was never a sighting of her again. (laughs) Can you guys guess whether or not that was the good one or the bad one? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it was perfect. So, is that a popular one? Yes, that's oh, why I, I that's no. why I included it. That's a very popular one that that has that's like a really high rated one that people are always like, oh, you got to read the expression list. I I read it and I was like, that was shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, TJ. Because like, like right from the get go, God. So they vomited on sight. Yeah, they were that's just like, oh, me. I'm gonna throw up and run away. Yeah. And the whole like, I am God. A, okay. A kitten in her mouth. Chill. I have so many issues with this story. <laughs> this uh, this whole like, instead of teeth, she just had really sh- sharp ones. Yeah. Instead of human yeah. teeth, she had sharp. That's teeth. like that's like first class ticket to spooky stuff. Is just yeah. instead of having teeth, you got real sharp, spiky ones that are too big for your mouth. Mm-hmm. Black eyes, spiky teeth. Okay, I have questions. Mm-hmm. If she was completely emotionless and expressionless, and then she opened her mouth, could she close it again? Because her teeth were too big then. Dude, she was God. Did you not get that part? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how she slurped I, people up like spaghetti yeah. noodles at the yeah. end. Also, um, point me at one hospital that will restrain you for being completely calm. Dude, she ate a cat. Gonna, I don't know. <laughs> oh, let's, not, let's not harp on that one too hard, just in case TJ hears and he's bummed out. TJ, keep writing. I hope it gets better. No, TJ, keep writing, because your writing is not bad. No, it was that upsetting. Was- Written in, in 2010. Yeah, so he's, he's probably he's way writing. better. He's probably now. Way yeah, better. TJ, yeah. you're probably a dope. I actually writer. don't know when that was written. But 
That was just a fucking shot in the dark. Either um, way. All right, so this one's called I'm a 911 operator. I, I just <gasps> had the most terrifying call. It's by Reddit user Higgs Thunder. I'm a 911 operator. Just had the most terrifying call. 911, what is your emergency? Yeah, hi. Um, This is going to sound kind of strange, but there's a man stumbling around in circles in my front yard. Could you repeat that, sir? He looks sick or lost or drunk or something. I just woke up to get a glass of water and heard snow crunching around underneath my front window, so I peeked out. I'm looking at him now. He's about 10 yards away from my window. Something's not right. What is your address, sir? 1617 Quarry Lane in Pinella Pass. I'm going to send a squad car your way, but that's quite a ways out. Are you alone in your house, sir? Yes, I'm alone. Can you confirm that all your doors and windows are locked? Stay on the phone with me. I know that my front is definitely locked, but I'll go check the back door again really quick. I appreciate your help, by the way. I know this is kind of strange, but I really hope that... Sir, are you still there? He, He's in the yard, but he's... What the fuck? He's upside down. Sir, stay on with me. What's happening? He's staring right at me, but he's hes standing on his hands now. He's perfectly still, staring straight at me. He's doing a handstand, and he's smiling at me and not moving. He's doing a handstand, sir? I i don't know. Yeah, he he's facing me and standing on his hands, and he's got this huge smile, and he's perfectly still. What the fuck? Please get someone here now. Sir, I need you to remain calm. I've put out the call, and an officer is on his way. His teeth are so huge. What the fuck? Please help me. Sir, I want you to try and keep an eye on him, but make sure your back door is locked again. We need to make sure all possible access points are secured. Can you talk me through and confirm that your back door is locked? Okay, I'm, I'm walking backwards now and keeping him in my sight. My hand is on the back door knob now. It, it's locked. I need to check the deadbolt, so I'm going to take my eyes off him for a split second. All right, sir. Help is on the way. Just stay on the phone with me. Everything's going to be all right. Sir? Sir, are you still there? His, his face is up against the glass. Sir, I need you to speak up. What, what's happening? I looked away for a split second, and now his face is pressed up against my front window. His teeth are huge, and he's still smiling. There's no color in his eyes. Jesus, please help me. Why won't it just fucking move? Sir, I need you to go to the nearest room and lock yourself inside of it. Do you have a basement or bedroom that you can lock yourself in? He won't stop staring. He's going to hurt me. Sir, I need you to listen to me. Lock yourself somewhere safe until the officer arrives at your house. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I'm going to lock myself in my room. And you're positive that you're alone in the house, correct? Yes, I'm alone in the house. Wait a moment. He's moving. He's shaking his head. He's telling me no. He can hear us. He's telling me I'm not alone. Sir, are you still there? I heard a loud noise. Is everything all right? Sir, that's the end of it. <laughs> oh shit! I really oh, like shit. that one just for that last part. Yeah, yeah. That because that's something we could all be afraid of. That's yeah, something that could that's happen. one of my greatest fears is just looking out the window and there's a person there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hate that. <laughs> You've shit. explicitly said that. Yeah, that's also really really good because I was I was thinking earlier when when you were talking about the the Russian sleep experiment that horror so often suffers from the end um, yeah yeah they so, don't know how to end it yes yeah, so, and that one's good because so it's often, just like bleh, yeah so often a really good story is ruined by the end of it and yeah. and that was so perfect because it didn't try to explain anything it was just like yeah no it was just scary and then yeah. it ended yeah i think that's what makes a lot of good horror like 
when you see that a lot of times whenever the audience is allowed to come to their own conclusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. That one's kind of reminiscent of another story. It's called The Smiling Man. Have you ever heard of it? It, it the basic, basically is this, this short story about this guy who's like walking home late at night and there's like somebody following him, mm-hmm. but he's like smiling really big and he's just looking straight up in the sky as he walks. Yes, like I've heard he's that like one. strutting towards him, kind of yeah. like he's dancing. Yes. Oh, um, I think you've read that. It's one very to me. creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very good story, and I would recommend anybody read it. But I watched like a video, like a a, a, a short re-enactment. film, and it was dumb. It was bad. <laughs> like it lost everything about it. It was just like this isn't scary. This is just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because like I think your your mind is way better at making up shit that's like scary to you. So yeah. like when you're imagining this guy, you're like, yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Because <laughs> that could that could easily look very comical if yeah. if mm-hmm. done. Yeah, in the in the in the short it does look pretty <laughs> yeah and it's it's so much easier to make it genuinely scary if you're if you're only imagining it in your head some of the my favorite my favorite favorite creepy bosses are in this genre mm-hmm. and they're all very fucking long so <laughs> i can't exactly read them but one of my favorites is the it's just called u.s forestry service it's mm-hmm. on uh, no sleep the reddit mm-hmm. no sleep also, that's a good place to find creepy bosses. By the way, also a very good podcast. Oh yeah, that's also a podcast <laughs> that they read. They do readings of that mm-hmm. stuff. Which also they did a reading of this one called The Whistlers, which is a really really good one. I recommend listening to that uh, or reading it. It's very good. And Pen Pal, Pen Pal is a really good one. That one's very long as well. <laughs> so U.S. Forestry Service is just about like. It's just this guy who's telling these stories about his time working for the forestry service mm-hmm. and like things that he encountered in the forest. And it's really, really well written and it'll make you kind of scared of staircases. <laughs> and uh, Pen Pal, <laughs> Pen Pal is, it's written over the course of like a long, pretty long time. Basically, this story is this kid who has had this Pen Pal that as a child and like has him throughout his whole life and this one's one that has a real good ending to it. Mm-hmm. It's got a real good twist at the end. Ooh. And then The Whistlers is, it's like uh, these people that are kind of sur- trying to survive in the wild, but they're being followed by these things called The Whistlers mm-hmm. who whistle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one's very good. I would recommend it. It's also long though. The next genre. <laughs> the next genre was the uh, the found artifact thing. Yeah. So I found a couple of them that were really good. One of them is the kaleidoscope, which I, if you guys want, I'll read for you. It's pretty, sh- I think it's pretty short. Is what okay. Heck yeah. I'm going to have to fucking read some. Do you want me to read one? No. Okay. <laughs> While honeymooning in Maine, my wife and I stopped in the picturesque town of Booth Bay on a particularly dreary and rainy day. Since our planned picnic was out of the question, we sought shelter in a dilapidated little antique store near the harbor. While my wife inspected the large chests and side tables near the door, I eagerly examined the antique tools and seafaring equipment inside the glass sales counter at the back. Being a collector of optics and mar- mariner's instruments, I hoped to find a sextant, or perhaps an old leather-bound telescope. A particularly interesting piece caught my eye. It appeared to be a heavy brass flashlight, bearing a worn brown patina, but remarkably modern in design. I asked the shopkeeper, but he could only tell me it was found in the same old sailor's chest as several of the other compasses and sextants on on display. He inquired as to whether I would like to purchase it for $5 or perhaps have it for free. It's worthless to me. Nobody wants it. When I remarked about the price, he sighed wearily and reached down into the cabinet and retrieved it for me. 
Here, see for yourself, feller. The craftsmanship was wonderful, quite durable and apparently handmade, perhaps originating somewhere from Europe. Worn lettering indicated it might be German or perhaps Austrian in origin. I twisted the bulb housing and a weak red beam swept out. Poking it into a dark corner of the shop, I was greeted with fantastic monotone swirls, moving and entwining with each other like a pit of eels. As I stared further into this unusual projector kaleidoscope, my fanciful mind invented ghoulish faces and sinuous gnarled tendrils. Shutting off the device, I turned excitedly to the shopkeeper. Fantastic, I said. It must have an oil filter of sorts in front of the lens. I have two Victorian kaleidoscopes, but none that are illuminated like this. You don't get it, do you? Nobody gets it. They all come back to return it after a while. The shopkeeper leaned on the counter, and I could see that he was breathing heavily and perspiring. They all think it's some sort of trick, till they start seeing it when the light's off. That ain't no projection, mister. That damn thing, the light. It ain't making up those creatures. It's just letting your eyes see what's already there. Spooky. As another one where it just sort of like lets you yeah. assume. Yeah, I like that a lot. I don't, it's just really smart to let you like sit in the scary of it without trying mm-hmm. to like explain it too much to you. A lot of things end up getting like sequel writings or a series after that. That's that's something that could carry that. Yeah, it could. Definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. But it also, doesn't try to push it too far yeah, all at once. Exactly. I also appreciate that the shopkeep immediately started sweating. Yeah. Just <laughs> oh, you don't get you don't it, do you? You don't get it, do you? Get it, mister. Um Yeah, so that one's called the Kaleidoscope. And then there's another one called the Little Wooden Box, which was really good. Um it's just about this guy who's like his dad has like anger problems, so he goes mm-hmm. to like a therapist and gets this wooden box that he tells him to like yell into whenever he's feeling bad or has negative emotions, go open up the box and mm-hmm. uh put all your emotions into it. <laughs> that sounds like it's first of all, it sounds like it's based off of something that it was real. Um probably. Yeah. And also that's good fodder for yeah. for a story. I mean. Yeah. That's and a very it, interesting it, the story has an um do you want to hear how the story goes? What happens in the story? Does anybody want to know that? Do I want to spoil it or do I not? Oh, shit. I don't know. I, I'll read that one. Okay. Um, I, won't, I won't spoil that one then. It's good. I would recommend reading it and it's fairly short. So Fairly short? Good. All right. Yep. Maybe I'll do a reading of it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's those are a couple of good ones. A bad one <laughs> <laughs> is uh, was one called Rap Rat. Oh, okay. um, rap rat was <laughs> rap 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 and rap rat. So I want you guys to know that all of the ones that I'm going over were mm-hmm. ones that were popular. They were ones oh, that okay. are like they were like featured ones on uh, these creepy pasta sites. You didn't like read thousands. I didn't just of these like go to, to like a random like shit like just like oh I'm gonna find a random one I'm gonna shit on it. No, I found <laughs> I went to the popular ones and I went shit on those ones. Okay. Um, yeah. But rap rat is like this guy has a VHS tape. Uh, and it was like a game. It was like one of those VHS games. Um, and like it's called rap, rap. It's called Rap Rat. <laughs> and uh, the rat's bad, and it haunts him forever. And he remembers the rat, and he finds the tape, and then he destroys it, and then he remembers the rat, and he finds it again. <laughs> and then it turned out Rap Rat was like a fucking fucking anagram for something. I don't know. It oh, was man. made by Satanists, and then the, he found out about the Illuminati. But anyway, don't read Rap Rat. <laughs> But next up in our in our uh, genres mm-hmm. is the lost episode category. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I didn't find any that were like mediocre in this. <laughs> They're okay. either shit 
<laughs> or they're good. Hold on, where do you put totally. Squidward Suicide? In Squidward that? Suicide, I do not like. I do not think it's a very yeah. good uh, pasta. I think that it is scary to a point. There's a part in it where it becomes supernatural. Yeah. And that's where it loses me. Because like Always, the, the yeah. idea of that, of like finding this fucked up version of this children's TV show is good. Mm-hmm. Like that's good, yeah. and all the up until that point, I am on board with Squidward Suicide. But at yeah. that point, I'm like, nah, I agree. Nah. I agree wholeheartedly. I I remember when I originally read it. Like it is very compelling and very creepy. Like the slides, mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. slides of the imagery, and like yeah. even like the hyper realistic eyes and yeah. the weird mm-hmm. audio. Like it's all really good and creepy up until it starts to be something more and it's like no, then no, no, it no. then it's it ceases to be believable to me yeah right. then it's just like oh so it's like haunted now because it was instead so of it being scary. like just like a creepy thing that happened that somebody made yeah that's like it was upsetting. so scary mm-hmm. because it it appeared to be something that a human being made yeah and exactly. spliced in these horrible images yeah like exactly. the way that they presented it was as an editor discovering basically like a pilot episode or like a like a I think it was it was supposed to be it, it was like a group of people watching the episode yes, before right, it yeah. went onto television and it it was basically um whoever had edited together this rough copy of an episode had images of very uh upsetting images that were animated and then in there was like basically real images of a dead child yeah there was like uh, her yeah. children yeah, oh, that's probably a spoiler for, <laughs> for uh, anybody well, that hasn't read it. But um, yeah, whatever. If you haven't read that one, even Brianna's read that one. Come even on. Even <laughs> I've read that one. Um, another one that I found that was popular in this genre was called Suicide Mouse dot Avi. Okay. Um, and it's like a Mickey Mouse one. Do you guys want? I I did copy and paste this one. If you want to read it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, let's do it. Do any of you remember those Mickey Mouse cartoons from the 1930s? Yeah. No. Yes, because I was I was alive then. The ones that were just put out into DVD a few years ago. Well, I hear there's one that is unreleased to even the most avid classic Disney fans. What? According to sources, it's nothing special. It's just a continuous loop, like Flintstones, of Mickey walking past six buildings that goes on for two or three minutes before fading out. Unlike the cutesy tunes put in, though, the song under this cartoon is not a song at all, just a constant banging on a piano for a minute and a half before going to white noise for the remainder of the film. It wasn't the jolly old Mickey we've come to love either. Mickey wasn't dancing, not even smiling, just kind of walking as if you or I were walking, with normal face expressions. But for some reason, his head tilted to, from side to side, and he kept this dismal look. Up until a year or two ago, everyone believed that after it cut to black, that was it. When Leonard Moulton was reviewing the cartoon to be put into the complete series, he decided it was too junk to be on the DVD, but wanted to have the digital copy due to the fact that it was a creation of Walt. When he had a digitized version up on his computer to look at the file, he noticed something. The cartoon was actually nine minutes and four seconds long. This is <laughs> that's the scariest amount of time oh, that a God. video can be. Holy shit. <laughs> this is what my source emailed to me in full. He is a personal assistant of one of those higher executives at Disney. An acquaintance of Mr. Moulton himself. My, my uh, uncle works at Nintendo. After it <laughs> cut to black, it stayed that way until the sixth minute before going back into Mickey walking. The sound was different this time. It was a murmur. It wasn't a language, but more like a gurgled cry. As the noise got more indistinguishable and loud over the next minute, the picture began to get weird. (laughs) 
The sidewalk started to go in directions that seemed impossible based on the physics of Mickey's walking, and the dismal face of the mouse was slowly curling into a smirk. On the seventh minute, the murmur turned into a blood-curdling scream, the kind of scream painful to hear. And the pic- that it actually says that in, in, in uh, parentheses. The kind of scream that's painful to hear. In case you didn't, in case know. You didn't know what a blood-curdling scream was. <laughs> and the picture was getting more obscure. Colors were happening that shouldn't have been possible at the time. Uh, Mickey's face began to fall apart. His eyes rolled to the bottom of his chin like two marbles in a fishbowl. And his curled smile was pointing upward to the left of his face. To the left. The, building became rebel. the buildings became rebel floating in midair and the sidewalk was still impossibly navigating in warp directions. A few seeming inconceivable with what we, as humans, know about direction. Or he just dropped acid yeah. before you watched He was watching it. and he was like, well, I can't even conceive of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. I'll write it down later. <laughs> Mr. Malton got disturbed and left the room, sending an employee to finish the video and take notes of everything happening up until the last second, and afterward immediately store the disc in the car- of the cartoon into the vault. This distorted screaming lasted until eight minutes and a few seconds in. And then it abruptly cuts to the Mickey Mouse face at the credits at the end of every video with what sounded like a broken music box playing in the background. This happened for about 30 seconds. And whatever was in that uh, remaining 30 seconds I haven't been able to get a sliver of information about, from a security guard working under me who was making rounds outside of that room, I was told that after the last frame, the employee stumbled out of the room with pale skin saying, Real suffering is not known. What? Seven times. No. Real suffering is not known seven times before speedily taking the guard's pistol and offing themselves <laughs> on the spot. What? The thing I could get <laughs> the thing I could get out of Leonard Moulton was that the last frame was a piece of Russian text that <laughs> roughly said, the sights of hell bring its viewers back in. <gasps> as far as I know, no one else has seen it, but there have been dozens of attempts at getting the file to rapid share by employees inside the studio, all of whom have been promptly terminated of their jobs. Whether it got online or not is up for debate, but if rumors serve me right, it's online somewhere under suicidemouse.avi. If you ever find a copy of the film, I want you never to view it and to contact me by phone immediately, regardless of the time. When a Disney death is covered up as well as this, it means it has to be something huge. A Disney death? Get back at me, TR. I have yet to find a copy of this, but it's out there. I know it. <laughs> so that's why that's a bad one. I yeah. think probably gather why. Um, that was all bad. Oh, that you guys, I, I think I forgot to mention uh, one that w- should have fallen into the first category. What's the first category? Uh, the first category was like just the general scary one. Oh, right, um, right, right. One of the really popular ones is called No End House. Have you ever heard of that one? I've heard of that it's one. It's pretty yeah. popular. It's just like this guy goes to this house that's like full of spooky rooms and he's got to go through fucking nine of them or something and uh then he'll win 50 bucks or some shit <laughs> but um it's really popular i didn't really like it very much i think i f- don't really like a lot of these <laughs> but um i really appreciated somebody had a very good review or a comment to leave on the video or okay. on the uh on the creepypasta mm-hmm. and it said is it really doppelganger very scary story i like its climax it's so good i rate it 10 out of 10 because it very scary thank you <laughs> you're welcome so that's a glowing <laughs> review for no end house so you can take what i said about it not being very good or you can take that review which gave it a 10 out of 10 for being very scary chris you can shove it up your ass yeah that guy's pretty okay <laughs> so uh and back to lost episodes i think i want to go to you guys right i read so many creepy pastas in preparation for this episode i'm sorry and this you guys 
was the yes. absolute worst fucking creepypasta <laughs> I've ever hard. read in my entire life. Oh, wow. I stopped several times to put my hand upon my head <laughs> and really rethink what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I found myself like rolling my eyes while reading. Like, just like, oh my fucking this, God, are you serious? This podcast would have been a lost episode because of this creepypasta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you powered through. You uh, overcame. Okay. So this creepypasta is called Willy Wonka Beta Tape. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. Let's do so, it. So I'm pretty sure you can probably under, like figure out what the basis of the story is. They found a fucking Willy Wonka Beta Tape that's like, Apparently supposed to be the original story that Roald Dahl wanted to tell. Okay. I am not going to read it because it fucking sucked <laughs> and I hated it. But I will <laughs> read you guys some things that I pulled out of it. Some okay. quotes from Excerpts. it so that you can get a good idea. Okay. Then everything got interrupted by a long message found on a black screen with white text. The writing was in another language. It looked like an odd mixture between Greek and Korean. What? But somehow managed to look like Black Adder ITC font. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was like how do i make this seem really alien okay mix greek and korean but also it looks like black adder itc font have you ever seen black adder itc font like the pirate font right yeah yeah it's like pirate font wait do you have it um I, yeah i can pull it up real quick why so specific that's that's black adder like pirate font oh okay yeah anyway moving past that because that's not nearly the worst part of this All right. <laughs> this is him describing <laughs> i'm sorry guys okay this is him describing willy wonka's gait his walk the way he was walking reminded me very much of the undertaker from wwf specifically in his ministry of darkness days (laughs) he wrote that he wrote it okay now it starts to get like fucking that was hilarious obviously Yeah. yeah that was strictly funny this is it. this is once they encounter the Oompa Loompas. Mm-hmm. He suddenly starts speaking about the Oompa Loompas, a group of black pygmies he had smuggled from Africa. Illegally, he adds. They are then shown, but the unsettling part is the fact that, unlike in the book where they are happy, cheerful, and always singing and laughing, they look miserable. And each time they look at Willy Wonka, they look terrified. They give him a look that basically says, please don't kill me. Fucking good what? writing, dude. Then he turned back to his guests and said something about them that sounded so shockingly and despicably racist. <laughs> but then it continued to get worse. By the end, what he ended up saying about them was just so was just plain abysmal, as well as slightly terrifying. I won't even repeat it. It was so <laughs> bad that even a white supremacist, white supremacist, would be that's that's verbatim would be offended by it. <laughs> now, I'm also not that super sensitive, politically correct type that thinks blacks can do no wrong. Not racist either. What the fuck? But even I was distraught about what he had said. <laughs> the salts were revealed to be racist, not surprisingly, but even they were offended. <laughs> what? what? Okay, you stop all your head, buddy. You don't have it's to like, write that into your okay, story. Okay, I get it. It was fucking racist. Jesus. Yeah, like how? <laughs> Listen, and I'm not racist, but even I. <laughs> <laughs> but even I, the racist. The white supremacist. Yeah. Okay, and then... This was the part where I like was like I stopped and I was like, "Fuck me, am I gonna finish this?" <laughs> I did finish it. It was shit. Um, then it cuts to Wonka's face, slowly zooming in closer and closer. He has a huge, rapish grin about him. <laughs> 
He has a huge <laughs> rapish grin about him. <laughs> Do you hear the words I am saying? <laughs> Can you imagine reading a story and the way a man uses he decides to describe someone's look on his face is having a huge rapish <laughs> Now let me spell that for you. R A P E hyphen I S I H I S H grin about him. Man, oh man. Fuck. Me. And you hold on, and you finished. The I story finished after it. you read that I line. Finished it. Yes, I did because My I God. wanted to know: is there more? Is there more to this? <laughs> what could you possibly do now? <laughs> anyway, that don't read that one, you guys. Please don't ever read that one. <laughs> Where did you find this? That was on Creepypasta Wikia. It was one of the featured was stories. That That's had to have been saying. a joke. Listen, man, I don't know, <laughs> or it's just children. Anywho. <laughs> Let's talk about one of my favorite creepypastas okay. in this genre is called Candle Cove. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Candle Cove is a very good example of a lost episode. It's not really like a single episode mm-hmm. story, but it's a very good example of how this can work. Like this kind of genre mm. can work and can be good. Uh, Candle Cove is about, is is told, the way it's told is really interesting too. It's told as like forum posts of several different people. Um, and they're all piecing together these uh, memories of this show called Candle Cove that they watched when they were uh, kids on like public access television. Mm-hmm. They kind of just describe these like really disturbing uh, episodes and weird shit that they saw on there. And uh, you guys have read that one? Yeah, I, I think I, have. I haven't read it, but I saw the like show we watched right a we started episodes. yeah but that almost has nothing to do with it i'm gonna be yeah. honest with you like i we started watching this is a story by a man named chris straub who is a very talented uh, writer and artist and just a good dude <laughs> and also um, very handsome we super very good looking wow really buttering up yeah this. chris straub <laughs> if you're out there dude, get to hang out because our him. names are spelled the same uh but yeah it, it got turned into a tv show um called well, the first season of a Candle show Cove. called Channel Zero. Oh yeah, Channel. Um, uh, that apparently the sh- that that series is gonna be based on creepy pauses. But we started watching mm-hmm. it. It didn't really hold my attention very well. We watched like the first couple episodes, and we it is pretty flat. On YouTube, I think there it just is an an episode or two of, of there's like a clip Candle Cove. Cam- yeah, which it, honestly, like the story is so much better than those. Like mm. reading it, you get because you get like to make your own mental images of them yeah. that are way scarier. I won't spoil it for you. So you can read it. Okay. It's pretty short. But the ending is very good on that one too. But yeah, Candle Cove is a very good one. So go read it. It is a very good one. I mean, even like even the imagery that I've seen, like that video, even if it's not up to par with the story, I really liked that video. Yeah. Um Yeah, and that video's video's creepy. It's pretty creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. Would you say it's creepy pasta? Well, no. Well, I don't think there's any pasta in it. Uh next up we have the video games. Um, these are super popular. I think that this is probably the most well-known of mm-hmm. the types of creepypastas. At the least ones, now. The really, really popular ones are Lavender Town Syndrome. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of that one. Pokemon Black is another one that's which is actually a game now. <laughs> Maybe at the time it wasn't. I'm not sure. But uh, And then uh, Ben Drowned is also one. Ben Drowned is probably one of the most popular ones. I haven't heard of any of these. Okay, so Lavender Town Syndrome is bad. 
It is a bad one. Um, That's a bummer. Basically, all it is is like, it's basically just a story that says like, oh, back when they released the original version of Pokemon in Japan, uh, Lavender Town, the song in Lavender Town Mm -hmm. uh, caused kids to kill themselves. Oh. And that's basically the gist of the story. And that's, that's it. Um, but I do have a comment <laughs> All right. off of Lavender Town Syndrome With that, that uh, is leagues better than the uh, <laughs> story itself. This is just bullshit. <laughs> Why game soundtrack can kids do suicide? It's just soundtrack. <laughs> I love that person. Let me read that again. <laughs> Let do. me give you one more go at that because I think it was a lot to handle at once like that. This is just bullshit. Why game soundtrack can kids do suicide? <laughs> it's just soundtrack! Can, Exclamation point. Uh, can kids do suicide? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so there's other ones. There's one There's one called Pale Luna. Hmm. Uh, there's one that's just called Mario in all caps. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> those ones, I, I put these all in like the meh category <laughs> that sure. I have here. Pale Luna was interesting. Basically, it's, um, was it Zork? Zork, yeah, you guys ever know, heard? Of, I think it's called Zork, but like those games where they're like text-based and you just like mm-hmm. type in uh, things. Yeah, yeah it's based yeah. on that. And um, basically, the, this guy—I'll spoil this one because it's not that good. Um, <laughs> uh, it sounds like a good premise, though. It is. It, it is, and I think that it is almost scary. <laughs> basically, this guy, like, there's this game. Uh, I don't actually remember if it was called Pale Luna, but um, <laughs> is this game, and uh, these people play it, and. It's one of those games where you just type in like things and you're like, you know, go west, go north, whatever. Yeah. And there's like only these very, very, very specific directions that will let the game continue operating. Otherwise, it crashes every time. Mm-hmm. And it's about this guy who just keeps trying and trying and trying until like he gets to a, a spot where and, and it gives him like they're like exact coordinates and he goes out and follows them and turns out that's where like a dead this girl was buried. Like this girl who was mm-hmm. missing for a long time ended up being buried there. So that that one was good. Yeah. It was just not that scary. <laughs> like the way it's written. It's yeah. Oh, I see. Um, Mario, all caps, <laughs> is okay. Uh, I think what was good about this one was the way in which it was presented. Like it was presented as somebody like, it was an emulator, like a ROM, mm-hmm. and people played it and then posted on this forum about it. Like, what the fuck is this? I'm not entirely convinced it wasn't the same person who right. posted it that started like talking about it. Yeah. But that was pretty interesting. So I, I give a, question about yeah. these so in that instance was that actually a thing that somebody put out to you know, play i i didn't look into it too much but i think so i think it was actually like somebody made this this rom mm-hmm. it was okay. like it was for like emulators on the computer that was like of uh super mario or something it was one it was a mario game and um but like the way it was told was that this guy had found this and tried mm-hmm. and played it and it was like the, it had all this creepy shit in it so that was cool. Like yeah. the way it was told was was interesting. Yeah, that's actually a popular thing now. Is is people making like creepy pasta games? Yeah, for I will. To play I will get into one that we watched oh, recently. Pokemon Black. It's okay too. <laughs> like that's why these are all in like the meh category. It's always it's they're labored side. Okay, they are okay. <laughs> Pokemon Black is like uh, you go through the game playing with one of the Pokemon, the uh, the ghost that you encounter. Oh. So you have that in your party, but like you can curse trainers and stuff in the game. <laughs> and then like at the end, it just like there's a list of all of the Pokemon that you cursed. And like you're like an old man. And then the ghost fights you and curses you. 
<laughs> and is this, is this an actual playable thing? Um, I think it wasn't in the beginning, mm-hmm. but then they made it into. Okay, so most of these are are first stories, and then maybe somebody makes an actual well, player. Playable I feel thing. like I don't know about Pale Luna. I don't know if that one was ever a mm-hmm. game that yeah. anybody actually played. Mario, that like I like I said, that one was presented as that first. Like uh-huh. the, it was that game first, mm-hmm. and then the story is told along with it. Pokemon Black, I think they made it into one later. There's also another one called um, Pokemon Lost Silver or something like mm-hmm. that, which is a it, that one was worst <laughs> was, was worse was worse than Pokemon Black, so I didn't even <laughs> put it in here. Um, ben Drowned, I think, is probably one of the better ones of mm-hmm. these that are in the average category. Um, what makes it better, I think, is that there are gameplay videos that go along with it. Like mm-hmm. the guy, it, it is based on Majora's Mask. Ooh. Oh. Uh, basically, the story is this guy goes to a garage sale to look for games, and he gets a copy of Majora's Mask, and uh, he goes home. Uh, the old man t- says, uh, bye then, but then he actually <laughs> said, bye, Ben. Um, <laughs> um, he goes home and plays it, and he sort of gets haunted by this thing in the game, um, and then it uh, like gets into his computer, and it's pretty interesting, but mm. what's, it's cool that they actually... like. Because he'll like describe things in the game, like uh, having certain songs played backwards, and then like Ooh. Link just bursting into flames at random <laughs> times, and then like there's actually videos of of it happening, oh. which makes it way better. Yeah, that's, that's cool. very um, cool. But yeah, that one's that was pretty good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I'd read it. Yeah, I think without the videos, it would be bad. Okay. <laughs> so, or it would be below average, probably. Sure. But yeah, that, those those are good ones. They're, they're okay. Uh, but then one that we saw recently was Petscop. And that was fucking dope. That was really cool. I really liked the way that that was presented. Petscop is this YouTube video series. It's basically the, the, the story is that this guy plays this game and he was sending the videos to like his cousin or something, I think. If you guys remember what that was. I think it was his cousin or he was mm-hmm. uploading them to the family YouTube oh, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, all these like strange things happen in this game called Petscop. In the beginning, it's just basically this game where you just catch pets. <laughs> and then it gets to be really dark. And there's like themes of child abuse and stuff. It's a really slow burn, too, with like the creepy shit that happens. It's paced really well to keep the mystery yeah, it's, alive. It's genuinely uh, unnerving. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's unnerving to like watch him just finding these different very like weird things. And it's um, never a lot at once. It's mm-hmm. small things. It'll be like one small thing yeah, at a time exactly. that's like, this is curious. What's going on yeah. here? I looked into Petscop a little bit. I started mm-hmm. doing a bunch of research on it and trying to figure out what people had been saying about it. This is going to get a little bit dark and it's a, it's like real world shit. So okay. uh, a trigger warning for that. Uh, some child abuse type stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so one of the most obvious references in the game that everybody knows about, it's like really... A guaranteed one. Like, people aren't speculating about this. Okay. Um, it's about, it alludes to an incident that occurred in 2000, April 18th, 2000, with a young girl named Candace Newmaker. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, they're, like, in the Newmaker plane. Mm-hmm. So, this girl, she was born Candace Tiara Elmore. Tiara is another one of oh. the characters in the game. Yeah. yeah. And she was removed from her home at a young age due to neglect, and she became a ward of the state at age five. She was adopted at age seven by a woman named Jean Elizabeth Newmaker, a pediatric nurse. Uh, according to Jean, Candace was apparently quite a handful. Jean complained about her behavior constantly. 
After having apparently no luck with traditional medicine, Candace was taking medication for ADD and depression at 10 years old. Uh, Jean decided to try another me- method called attachment therapy, something known as attachment therapy. So, is this, this is where it gets kind of shitty. Okay, it's wait. Be hard to listen to. Okay, before we get into that, is this based off of real things or is it... No, this is a real story that I'm telling you now. Okay. And there's things that uh, that are alluded to in Petscop. Okay. So, attachment therapy is a pseudoscientific treatment for attachment disorders. There's all kinds of like whack-ass methods, but uh, <laughs> the, the important one that we're going to talk about is something known as rebirthing. Oh, um, God. Basically, rebirthing is meant sti- it's supposed to simulate the child being reborn from the womb at, into her new or his or her new parents' arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the methods for this vary, but for Candace, it involves her being wrapped in a large flannel blanket in a fetal position, pillows put on top of her, and four adults, therapists Connell Watkins, Julie Ponder, uh, office manager Britta St. Clair, and her fiancé, Jack McDaniels, a total of 673 pounds of adult people <sighs> lie on top of her, holding her down. Oh uh, and the mother, Jean, is instructed to stay under the top of the blanket where Candace is supposed to like emerge. She's supposed yeah. to be birthed from so that she'll be the first person she sees. So during this session that lasted 70 minutes, Can- <sighs> Candace has heard saying things like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm going to die. Please, please stop pushing. I can't breathe. Okay, I'm dying. I'm sorry. To which she was responded to, you want to die? Okay, then die. Die right now. What? Please, you said you would give me some oxygen. I'm throwing up. I just threw up. I gotta poop. She has responded with, go ahead. Uh, I'm going in my pants. Stay there with the poop and vomit, she was told. 30 minutes in, uh, she becomes quiet and... She's then ordered to scream for her life. Gagging, she responds, no. Oh, my God. Uh, 40 minutes in, Jean says, this baby doesn't want to live. She's a quitter. To which (sighs) Candace responded weakly, no. Julie Ponder, one of the therapists, then replies, quitter, 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 quit, quit, quit. She's a quitter. A fucking adult woman? These are all adult people. Killing a child in unison. And calling her a quitter. Yep. That no would prove to be Candace's final word. As almost 20 minutes later after this, the therapists check on her because she's no longer making any noise and they mm. find that she's not breathing. She she died. <sighs> yeah, that was a real thing that happened in the world. Uh, I um, want to physically like harm these people. Yeah, they all got in trouble. They all went to jail. So Good. That's cool, I guess. The kid's <laughs> dead, but... Oh but yeah, so that's something... I know that <laughs> we were talking about this fun uh, creepypasta shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Petscop alludes to that a lot. Wow. Um, the the new maker plane is is a place that they're mm-hmm. in. Tiara There's, is Tiara a big... is one of the characters' names, yeah. which is the girl. Her name is Care, yeah. but she's yeah. also Tiara, so she's two different people. Okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna ask. Is yeah, I couldn't remember. She if mentions Care that like was... Tiara was like was before or something like that. Like yeah. she's no longer Tiara or something. Yeah, um, like when we were when we were watching this, I thought it was you know. That's really interesting that there's real world stuff behind it because I thought it was just, you know, like this cryptic shit that's supposed to make it creepy. And in reality, it's 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 really fucking sad. 
yeah, yeah. It, it's, it makes it a lot it makes it pretty creepy because mm-hmm. i through watching a lot of it i was expecting that the story would unfold and tell us who tiara was right. and who care was and what put her here but now like i know like the story's not over and i don't know if it will explain who she is but yeah. like now knowing that it comes from a real world example mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't need to explain who she is it's just yeah. showing us enough to yeah I almost think that's kind of like, I don't know if I want to say tasteful since it's based off a real thing, but it almost because you gain that intrigue and then you you look into it yourself and you find out the real story instead of them exploiting the fact that it is a real story. Yeah, yeah. like it, it makes it feel, it makes it feel like its intention is to bring attention to yeah. the story so that you find it yourself and it gives you these little teeny tiny pieces so that it's it's creepy and unsettling and upsetting and then you personally like delve yeah. deeper and find out that it is actually like a real deep dark horrible thing mm-hmm. but um, what other stuff did you yeah there's you um it, there i don't know if you guys remember there's that room that they go into and it says quitters room oh my yeah. god yeah. yeah and then on the wall is where it, that thing says do you remember being born oh holy shit yeah. holy shit it all makes so much more sense now. Yeah. And it's... God, it, I just fuck. got like genuine chills, like for yeah. real. Ugh. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I was being, like, I got more creeped out by it by reading all this stuff. It was, yeah. It was good. Um, yeah. There's also some other references. Um, I lo- wonder then, since the quitter's room, mm-hmm. aren't you on the inverse side of it? I think... I think the player is on the side that says, says quitters, quitters and the other one is the mirrored. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's to symbolize that like you're in the aftermath yeah. of the quitters room. Maybe. Like, to, okay. To anyone that hasn't watched this, you probably have no idea what the fuck we're talking yeah. about. But it's long. Sh- is There are several videos on YouTube. It's there are, called I Petscop. 14 or P- 15. P-E-T-S-C-O-P. But if you have time to kill, if you're reading creepypastas, then you'll you'll definitely like it. Yeah, it's yeah. it is it is very very interesting and uh, there's a lot there's a lot obviously this is only one small part of it. There's right. like a lot more going on in those videos mm-hmm. that like people are like not really sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. Another reference that I looked up because I was trying to figure out what it was uh, on the wall somewhere it says "Good grief and alas," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, that's a reference to a Dr. Seuss book. It is the last one written before he died. It's called Daisy Head Maisie, and it was published in 1995. I think 95 is a pretty like important year in Petscop. Okay, um, they they wasn't mention that, that year uh, pretty often. Wasn't it when that game was like quote made? Yeah, it might have been actually. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right because it's um, like for the original PlayStation. Yeah. but the book is about a girl named Maisie who has a daisy growing out of her head. And if you remember when they first encounter Care, oh my the gosh. NLM version. Yeah. Where she's underneath the shed, she has a daisy growing out of her head. Oh right, yeah. Um, yeah. In Petscop, he when he interacts with the the daisy, pulls the uh, the yeah the he pulls the petals pe- off. petals off like playing um uh he loves me loves me not mm-hmm. yeah and apparently that's something in the in the book that the uh, the girl eventually does. It's also suggested that um, the NLM that's after her name is a reference to Maisie. Apparently, she says nobody loves me in the mm-hmm. book a lot. So there's another one. I yeah. found. Oh man, this is like yeah, it's very heavy. It's, this is a lot yeah, deeper it, than it's most. Pretty dark. Yeah, it gives me like I have a lot of like respect for the person who made this for like delving so deep and creating all of these like deep abstract references to mm-hmm. things like in in ways that 
they're not overpowering. Yeah. So it's it's not the only message of whatever is going on, mm-hmm. but they are very clear once you know what you're looking for. Yeah. So another person said that that flower might have been a reference to deflowering, but that one I didn't. Oh, uh, I didn't I don't like, like that. that one. <laughs> so I didn't want to. Well, if it um, has the actual quote from the book, the good yeah. grief and alas, yeah, I think I'm that's sure a pretty that's good, yeah, pretty uh, safe obvious to reference to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they also there is like. The fact, like, the eyebrows are important that yeah. people, uh, what's oh, it yeah. called, like, um, trichotillomania? Uh, oh, yeah. Rip, ripping out your hair? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a reference to that. Um, people were trying to speculate what the what tool is, you know, tool. Right. The Yeah, the tool that yeah, you're finding. Um, people were saying maybe it was, like, a, a piano tuner. Oh, It looks like a piano maybe. tuning tool. Oh. What, yeah. But what would those references be, too? Like, I guess people are all sort of joining together on the internet to put the pieces of the puzzle together, but what would... Trichotillomania and a piano tuner. Like what? I'm would not sure about the piano tuner. I can. I I remember seeing some rationale for it, but I don't remember right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the that is just like something that's with uh, mental illness that okay. happens. Yeah, um, trichotillomania. And the the other reference is it it all has to do with child abuse is like a heavy theme in it. Right. And I think it's where the story is going is kind of alluding to the main character. He has some sort of involvement in it. Right. Yeah, like, it seems and like that he, way. He like he did something. Mm-hmm. He did something that he shouldn't have, or he saw something he shouldn't have, or he was doing something. There's that website. There's a weird website in there yeah. that he's just like really strange about. And so um, this this story is ongoing, right? Like it, yeah. it's not finished. It just updates every like fucking like six months or something. Yeah. So which now realizing how much shit goes into it makes yeah, sense. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's a cool creepypasta. Like it, it got me. Oh, another thing. Sorry, it <laughs> was um. Marvin, the character Marvin in there, mm-hmm. people were thinking he was uh, a reference to a, a murderer by the name of Marvin because he like he was around the same time, like uh, in '95 mm-hmm. was when he was uh, when he committed the murders. Hmm. Was he a child murderer? He it was in '97, and it was a 19 year old girl. Okay, so not exactly a a child. Yeah, I wonder, like, what's the significance of that, though? Like, how how did that happen, or under what circumstances? He he raped a girl, okay. and she was going to uh, testify against him, so he murdered her. That might have something to do with... Uh, he also had... Uh, she had a, a daughter, an 11-month-old daughter. Oh. And I think they never found the daughter. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Let me let me make sure that I'm not just like uh, Tim, yeah. Timmerman's daughter Shannon has never been found. Oh man! And there are references to uh, a missing girl there named are. Pat Scott. That like uh, I remember he says something like, uh, "Correct me if I'm wrong. It, the, this is the date that she went missing, right?" He yeah. Says, he mentioned when he looks like at the calendar. Yeah. This is yep. okay. Yep. Pet Scott, I want to like encourage everybody to watch it because like the evolution of creepypastas. I feel like this is the next stage. Yeah, of I think it. so. And so. whoever it is that's making this is doing a brilliant job of it. Like, they are, yeah. Genuinely, like, first of all, the actual, like, production of it is really, really good. Yeah, it I was thinking It feels that. like a game that he's playing. Yeah, yeah no, like, it does. It does. Like, this person made an entire game. So there's that whole game aspect that jumped from creepypastas. And then the video aspect that comes from it. And then playing it together as an unraveling story. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, so simultaneously like acting as the character that's having the story unravel and like mm-hmm. ju- like it, it actually yeah, and, and while plays you're watching like it game. like and he's actually narr- like there's actually a person narrating it and you never feel like oh this is an actor 
Yeah. You always yeah. hear like his 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 like reactions to things are genuine. Like he's like, okay, that's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like because uh, I I watch a lot of like playthroughs of specifically horror games, mm-hmm. and like there's always like it's not like, oh, this is creepy. It's usually someone reacting to like what what what. Yeah. Also with the, with the precursor that like it, he he seems to be sending this to somebody in his family like his cousin or something mm-hmm. um and so he's not like really putting on a show like he's a let's player on the internet like it's just for yeah. family so he's, yeah he's being very like candid and like himself and he never feels like an actor it's yeah. really really good it's a very like weird sort of intimate watch like if you're watching it alone i think it's almost better yeah than watching it like how we watch it in a group yeah 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 so that's pet's cup it's good <laughs> check it out yeah i highly recommend it i just wanted to talk briefly about a couple other types of creepypastas that are kind of uh presented in different ways <laughs> okay <laughs> so the a couple other ones i want to talk about were just ones that are kind of um they fell into my miscellaneous okay. section um one of them is super cool uh it's something that i like a lot is some it's called the scp foundation you might have heard of that one Basically, the SCP Foundation, it stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I love There's this like shit. There's like Euclid and like yes. all the different like levels of scaries. Yes, exactly. It's like, um, it's basically like a wiki for <laughs> like cryptids and um, it's it, it's not exactly episodic. It's more. No, it's actually like. A collaborative thing where it's like Wiki- Wikipedia, where people add their stories to this thing. They add them these SCPs, mm-hmm. and they're all these uh, different. Gosh, what what would I? What it, would you they're call almost them? like it's, they're like subjects. It's yeah, yeah it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like a scientific study and analysis mm-hmm. of of these different subjects. Mm-hmm. I remember our friend our friend Michael reading me up fuck ton of these on like a ride to or from los angeles yeah. like, they're a good they're, they're a good really time cool killing. yeah like the, it's a really cool thing and um one of my favorite ones is called scp 87 it's kind of long so I, i'm not gonna actually read it oh. but the actual like little page for scp 87 mm-hmm. is is pretty short uh i can read that real quick but then like the actual good parts are at the end um <laughs> So SCP-87, Object Class, Euclid, Special Containment Procedures, SCP-87 is located on the campus of Redacted. The doorway leading to SCP-87 is constructed of reinforced steel with an electro-release lock mechanism. It has been disguised to resemble a janitorial closet consistent with the design of the building. The lock mechanism on the doorknob will not release unless it's, it's like blacked out. Mm-hmm. blank volts are applied in conjunction with counterclockwise rotation of the key the inside of the door is lined with six centimeters of industrial foam padding due to the results of the final exploration see document 87 4 no personnel are permitted access to scp 87 description scp 87 is an unlit platform staircase stairs descend on a 38 degree angle for 13 steps before reaching a semicircular platform of approximately three meters in diameter Descent direction rotates 180 degrees at each platform. The design of SCP-87 limits subjects to a visual range of approximately 1.5 flights. A light source is required for any subjects exploring SCP-87, as there are no lighting fixtures or windows present. Lighting sources brighter than 75 watts have shown to be ineffective, as SCP-87 seems to absorb excess light. Subjects report and audio recordings confirm the distressed vocalizations from what is presumed to be a child between the ages of 
blank and blank. <laughs> the source of the distress calls is estimated to be located approximately 200 meters below the initial platform. However, any attempts to descend the staircase have failed to bring subject closer to the source. The depth of descent calculated from excavation 4, the longest exploration, is shown to be far beyond both the possible structure of both the building and the geological surroundings. At this time, it is unknown if SCP-87 has an endpoint. SCP-87 has undergone four video-recorded explorations by Class D personnel. Each subject conducting exploration has encountered SPC-87-1, which appears as a face with no visible pupils, nostrils, or mouth. The nature of SCP-87-1 is entirely unclear, but it has been determined that it is not the source of the pleading. Mm-hmm. Subjects exhibit feelings of intense paranoia and fear when faced with SCP-87-1. It is undetermined whether said feelings are abnormal or simply natural reactions. Addendum. Over a period of two weeks following expiration four, several members of the staff and students from the redacted campus reported <laughs> knocking at a variable rate of one to two seconds per knock coming from the interior of SCP-87. The door leading to SCP-87 has been fitted with a six centimeter thick industrial padding. All reports of knocking have ceased. <laughs> Authorized personnel may refer to documents 87.1 through 87.4 for transcripts of explorations 1 through 4. And then those are down at the bottom, and they're actually links that you can read, and those are what are very good. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> Man. Yeah, and basically, it, it, they go over this these exploration attempts down this flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. and. It, this like never-ending flight it, of stairs. Yeah, that's it's really cool. good. Oh man, yeah. There are also some really funny things on that site. There too. are, there are There's very cheeky. funny ones. Because yes. there are like different like levels of of how like dangerous a thing yeah. is, and some of the lower level ones get really fucking funny. Uh, I read one about a vending machine, an <laughs> ominous vending machine. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I saw I saw a really funny one the other day. I think people that like the Twilight Zone would enjoy Ooh, this I think sort of absolutely thing. right. Mm-hmm. This one's SCP dash underscore dash J. Object class, just a bunch of underscores. <laughs> Special containment procedures in a box in my office. <laughs> Description: It's a rock that makes you procrastinate. Addendum: Probably memetic or something. I'll finish writing this up later, Doctor Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are super fun, and there's a fuck ton of them. It, it, mm-hmm. There's so many, and some of them are like really like wild to even behold. Yeah, <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm I. I... But yeah, this is like a super cool thing. Go check out the SCP Foundation. It's at uh, www.scp-wiki.net. <laughs> Another really cool thing that that I like is called Local Fifty Eight, which we've watched a few videos of. It's also Chris Straub's uh, oh. thing. They're like little videos that are supposed to be like things that came on public access television really late at night, and they're some of them are real creepy. Yeah, they're really good. Some but of them I would, are. I recommend checking those out. They're on yeah. YouTube. Genuinely, like a they're very upsetting to watch like, alone at night. Yeah, like, they're good. Let's watch them in a little bit. No. Uh, I kind of want to. Yeah, but I remember, I remember you showing me that, and the one that stuck with me a lot was like it was a very, it was pretty short, but it was a very creepy, just like car cam yeah. video of yeah a, a Siri. Leading some guy like off the trail and yeah. like told him to get out of his car and then like he's getting yeah that one's good yeah. that's good so that that's all that's all I had that's I all remember, the creepies there was one that it was like one of those like messages that come up yeah and and it just gets like progressively, progressively more, more intense what sort yeah. of messages like, like a public service announcement kind oh, of thing yeah. or like or like a b- emergency broadcast mm-hmm. more so I think it's called emergency broadcast actually I'm not sure I think you're absolutely right and and it gets like 
progressively more upsetting and it's just like oh f- oh fuck yeah it's yeah. a lot of like those average mundane things that are made into horror yeah. that's why yeah. chris job is really good at horror like they're all very like they're not too much they, don't, they don't put too much forward yeah they right? don't explain they stay very creepy. much yeah they they stay vague enough that that you get to sort of like play on the terror that it mm-hmm. makes for you which i think is like I guess if we're sort of wrapping up here, I yeah. think it's actually creepypastas have become such a big thing. Like they used to be just like a little corner of the internet or whatever. But I love that it's given people the medium to be actual like horror writers that yeah. ca- have these different sort of outlets like video and video games and all that to tell their stories. Yeah. Yeah, like people that otherwise would never have the opportunity to get this stuff out to people. Because it's so like... The horror movie industry is not something that everybody can do. Uh, having all these different mediums for horror is a very, very fun and cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Job also does a um, creepy, like a horror web po- web comic. Um, oh, it's called Brood Hollow. Brood Hollow, as in B R O O D. Yes, B R O O D. Hollow. <laughs> I haven't read all of it. It's very long, but it is good, and the art's really good. I'm excited because, like how you were saying horror movies i love horror movies but they let me down a lot so this is a good alternative right like so so often it's the end that fucking kills <laughs> fuck i almost forgot to talk about one that i read like i it was the first time i'd ever read it i had never heard of it before but it was mm-hmm. called Baraska. b-o-r-r-a-c or a-s-c-a it was fucking good it was so good I don't want to spoil it because sure. it is very, very good. Okay. But if but, you guys like creepypasta, you should check that one out. But it's what is Baraska. it about in Tysis? It is about this man. Well, he's a he's a boy in the beginning, just like all of us were. Yes. All we were all born boys. boys. All people is boys. <laughs> and it just details him moving to this new town that's a little bit weird and him growing up in this town and his dad's the sheriff and weird shit starts happening mm-hmm. um and he's trying to get to the bottom of this mer- this mystery of um this tree in town and also something called uh Baraska. and yeah i like that uh spooky shit where it makes its own mythology sort of yeah, yeah. yeah. that one's so good i had never read it before and so that you know what that one was so good that it m- almost made up for me reading that <laughs> willy wonka beta tape one <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you have a bunch of suggestions now to go read and watch. I will go over again which ones are good, (laughs) which ones you should check out. Check out U.S. Forestry Service. You can find that one on No Sleep on Reddit. Uh, Pen Pal. You can find that one also on the same place. The Whistlers. Probably the same place. I'm not sure. (laughs) But you can also listen to that one from the No Sleep podcast. Um, Candle Cove. You can find that one on the internet. Or the sci-fi show. That's a real slow burn. No, th- I d- don't <laughs> read the story first. Yes. Um, Petscap. You can find that one on the old YouTubes. SCP Foundation. You can find that one. It's just on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell Petscop? Uh, P-E-T-S-C-O-P. Great. Uh, and then Local 58 and Baraska. Lovely, lovely. Thank you um, for doing all this research. Uh-huh. I really <laughs> sifted through a lot of garbage. You did. <laughs> well, it, it paid off. I, if there's also there are other ones that I read that I thought were good, mm-hmm. I just didn't talk about them, but they weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also a lot that were bad that I didn't talk about either. 
thanks for doing this. Thanks for doing all your research and for hosting the episode and for yeah. giving us so many good suggestions. Like I've always <laughs> been kind of like too spooked to read creepypastas and now I'm kind of excited about the idea of it. So yeah, Chris did all the work. If yeah. you read Baraska, it'll make you feel sad inside and empty. Oh, so go have fun with that one. That's Thank my you. kind of horror. It is good. <laughs> I love that. All right. And, and definitely, I think, I don't know if you guys want to join me, but, um, oh, by the way, I do voice acting from time to time on um, Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Uh, they had a podcast. Um, they do YouTube videos often, so you can just Google it. Goo goo dat. Yeah, but I don't know if you guys want to join me, but I do want to do some readings. Hell yeah. Sure. Of these creepy poostas. Yeah. I'd be super down to do that. The ones that I like are very, very long. <laughs> All right, let's fucking get so. into it. All right, so our next episode is going to be on the Whaley House in San Diego. We're going to go there and we're going to get spooked to our little cores. It's a, a very haunted place, according to them. I've been there before, and it haunts me to this day. Bone chilling, just like uh, my the, bones are cold. The tooth dog, or whatever. Smile dog. Smile, smile dog. dot dog. <laughs> I think that's actually what it's called. It's called smile, smile dot, dot dog. dog. Like that's the file type. <laughs> dot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think the actual like name of the picture in that is like smile JPEG. Smile <laughs> dot G J P J G J P J. Yeah, J P G. There we go. <laughs> it's a little hard to say. Next time we'll be talking about Haunty Boys. Hooray. When was we always talking about Haunty Boys? Next time we'll be talking about Haunty Boys and the time after that. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Bye. True suffering is not known. True suffering is not known. True suffering is am God. True suffering is not known. True suffering is not known. Don't say it another time. Oh, no. One more check the shit. I just fucking went all the way away from this because <laughs> I pressed <laughs> down and it was sorry. That's I okay. Well, you just left off at vomit and flea and terror. That's I a sure good, did. That's a good point. Hold on. Go ahead. Can we please pause? Yes. What's your cat doing, dude? He's on the table. Oh, you. F- he knows. He knows that we're busy. He's trying to. G- <laughs> I gotta. Yeah, let me let me do something. Yeah. Go ahead. He's going to be mailing the entire podcast. Fucking eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's a frothy one. <laughs>